Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence Radio Land listeners. We're happy to have you with us. My name is Jack Canelli, and with me is my wife, Doreen. We will be your hosts for the Next two hours, we've got four segments, and we think you're going to enjoy every one of them. Uh, for us, it's kind of a family day uh, because we have uh, two very special guests. The first one is our son, Connor, who's out in Bismarck. And then uh, uh, the next half hour after that is his wife, Jenna. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. These are guests that we have some familiarity with. And with Connor is Father uh, Josh Eli from the uh, Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in uh, in Bismarck, and we'll be getting to them shortly. But uh, we just wanted to uh, let Doreen open with her standard joke. I'm getting a reputation. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a, we don't have a drum roll or anything or a laugh track to go with it. So, but I'll feel it. Here in Fargo, we have fresh snow on the ground and we have icy roads. So, the question is, what did the icy road say to the car? And I know the answer because you told me, so why don't you tell it? Father Eli, any guesses? What did the icy road, road? say to the car? Uh, whew. Stuck on you. Not stuck on you. <laughs> Close. Want to go for a spin? <laughs> Gosh. I tell there you, the, the, the laughs just keep coming when we're on the radio here. <laughs> I'm sure they get. I'm sure they get lots of letters and phone calls and text messages about these, but uh, they never tell us about them. But I, I'm, I'm sure they're there. We prefer to stay humble. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Our egos. Yeah, we don't. We don't want Doreen getting you know kind of a big head about that sort of thing. So let's go. Anyway, um, should we start with a prayer? And we should, uh, okay, well, let's just start with a prayer. Father, would you like to lead us? I know I'm putting you on the spot there. No problem. No problem. It happens all the time. <laughs> let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Gracious Lord Jesus, as we be, begin and continue this beautiful Lenten journey, we just beg your presence, and that of your Holy Spirit, to show us, to allow us to receive more deeply the love of the Father as it flows through you. And you guide us these days to greater holiness. Be with us during this these next uh, few minutes and hours. That whatever it is you want to communicate to your people and whatever you want to stir in their hearts may be done. And we ask this, Jesus, in your holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Father. Okay. Look, thanks, for, thanks for a great start. So, should we just kind of jump right into it? Dreen, how would you like to introduce our, our first guests? <laughs> Well, you introduced them. Um, well, the, sort of. The reason that they're here is um, to tell us a little bit about um, something new that has started in the uh, western part of the state, and particularly in Bismarck, and that's a local chapter of the Catholic Bar Association. But before that, um, I think it would be nice if 
both Father Eli and Connor had an opportunity to introduce themselves just briefly. Father? Sure. Oh, certainly. Certainly. So, uh, as it was said, I'm Father Josh Eli. I'm the rector out here at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in beautiful Bismarck, North Dakota. The sun is shining, uh, melting off a little bit of, of ice, so we won't be, um, we're not going for a spin today <laughs> out here, hopefully, uh, anyway, Doreen. And I've been um, a rector out here for about <clears throat> a year. I was previously in Rome the great privilege of serving uh, the Vatican is working at the Congregation for the Evangelization of Peoples. And I've uh, been a priest about uh, coming up on 12 years, 12 happy years. And uh, halfway through my priesthood, I was invited to finish my degree in canon law, which um, gave me the opportunity to return to Rome for further studies. And so I do, do some work with our tribunal, which um, kind of brings me into the into the question for today, uh, but that's where I'm at. I've got a one-year-old lab that is uh, keeps me busy and humble. His name is Rufus, named after his name is Rufus Alexander, named after the sons of Simon of Cyrene. Uh, Rufus also in Latin means red-haired, and he is a fox-red lab from uh, from Torg's Labs up in Bemidji. So you're kind of your neck of the woods. He's a Minnesota boy. Mm. We're, we're we're converting him. Uh, to be a Dakotan. Uh, and he's a good boy, and so um, that's a you know, quick snapshot. Just loving parish life again and enjoying the, the canonical work that I get to do. We're helping folks um, with marriage stuff. Um, that's who I'm at I'm here. I got a, a sister in town. My folks are in town, so the small Eli clan is all together here in Bismarck, North Dakota. And uh, I couldn't be much better. What a blessing. Is your dog a hunter? He is. We just had our first year out. He is chasing pheasants. He uh, also loves the water, and we'll see if, if ducks are in the future, but certainly pheasants and grouse and Hungarian partridge. Uh, it was, you know, they say the, the, the greatest amount of training that takes place is in the handler, is in the human. Mm. So uh, he is a good hunter, and I'm learning how to be uh, his guide in that journey. But we had a great season out here pheasant numbers are creeping up again and uh, he's my faithful companion. We'd spend our Monday mornings off out chasing roosters here in, in central and western North Dakota. So he's doing all right. He's off he's off to a good start as a young pup. <laughs> Great. Sounds like there could be a homily in that relationship thing, but we'll go on to Connor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm Connor as as uh, my parents said, I'm their son. Um my wife, Jenna, and I transplanted to Bismarck here about four years ago in April. I took a job out here. I graduated from the University of North Dakota School of Law in 2015, uh, moved to Fargo to work uh, for a couple of years, and then took a job in Bismarck. Um, currently, I'm working for the federal courts in Bismarck, um, doing work for the judge here. Um, as I said, I'm married. Uh, my wife and I have five kids and we've got she's pregnant with our sixth right now uh, and is due in may uh, so we're very excited the kids are all uh, sorts of excited to have a new sister in the house there'll be five girls and one excuse me one boy um and yeah and i am currently the president of our local chapter of the cba uh, father eli's the chaplain um yeah that's a little bit about me okay 
Well, we might as well go right into what is the Catholic Bar Association, and we're using the term bar relative to the legal profession. <laughs> so what, sure, the, what, is, what is it? So the Catholic Bar Association, it's really, bar association is kind of a bit of a misnomer, really. Uh, it's, it's ultimately a group of Catholic lawyers, law students, and lawmakers are all eligible for membership uh, in the group. Um, so it, it branches a little farther out of what you would traditionally consider the bar, and also canon lawyers are also um, can also be members of the group. So it encompasses really every aspect of the legal profession, um, both civil and canon. Um, the purpose of the group is really, I think, I think it's rather twofold. Uh, it's to uphold the Catholic faith in the practice of the law, um, to give a space for. Um, us lawyers, lawmakers, canon lawyers, law students to learn from each other, help each other grow uh, in incorporating your faith into your professional life. Um, but then the second aspect of it uh, is to just help Catholic attorneys know that there are others out there. Uh, it's a, it's a, because it helps knowing, at least personally, knowing that there are other Catholic attorneys out there helps it helps me um, to be more confident in my faith in the in the profession. Well, uh, it also helps you when people ask you, can you tell me, are there any good Catholic attorneys in town? Now, that happens to me a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's good for you to have that network out there so that you can make a proper referral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's just nice to know that there are other, that they're out there, that Catholics can go to lawyers who will... Uh, hopefully have the same values and principles that they do in representing them in the legal system. Mm -hmm. So is there something that should distinguish a Catholic lawyer from other lawyers? Is there, are there particular, um, I guess, characteristics or uh, codes of uh, conduct in a way that, um, that a Catholic lawyer uh, would live by that, a secular lawyer would not? Well, I don't know if there's really an official code of conduct apart from what the Catholic Church teaches, um, but what defines a Catholic lawyer um, isn't really, in my opinion, whether or not they're a good or bad lawyer. It's whether their um, identity is Christ. Uh, I was just reading an essay in a book, Mom, that you gave me yesterday, uh, that we got yesterday, by Monsignor Lorenzo Albacetti. I really like the way he described what the Catholic lawyer is. He said the Catholic lawyer is a lawyer whose identity is defined by his or her belonging to Christ. It is this identity as belonging that generates the way he or she is present in the world. The presence that originates in this belonging generates hope, that is, a new awareness of what is possible in our quest for justice. I think that that is kind of the heart in my mind, of what a Catholic attorney is, is that we're identified by Christ. And through that, we're able to take that identity in Christ and hopefully transform the legal profession in a very good way. And combining what you just said with what you said before about the um, Catholic Bar Association bringing Catholic attorneys together, it seems like that would be the perfect place for, like you said, that support that 
um, is necessary. You know, community is always necessary in in our journey to um, grow in uh, that awareness of Christ in our lives. Exactly. I think the community aspect of it to me is probably the most important part that we can't really grow as Catholics and grow in our identity in Christ independently of one another. Uh, Christ didn't form us as individual churches. He formed a church. Um, And we can use that in the legal profession uh, really as a model of community to help each other grow in relationship with Christ, which I think is the heart, which is the heart of our group. Um, it, it, It is focused on Christ and the way we're at this point in our formation, the way we're doing that, is we're trying to focus our efforts on what's called the Red Mass, which will happen here in the diocese on October 4th. It's the first Monday in October. Um, to help, to bring attorneys together to the Eucharist, to be consoled by the Holy Spirit in the Mass, and receive Jesus and grow together in that way at the Mass. So what uh, was there any was there anything in particular that uh, prompted you and uh, the others who uh, organized the the association uh, you know was uh, you know why was it important for you to get a chapter going in western North Dakota and kind of like how did that come about Sure I, I like the, so it, uh, I like the way this is framed it's uh, fully obedient from my perspective I'll let Car- I'll let Connor explain Mm-hmm. So it actually happened about three years ago. Um, a friend of mine, Ryan Norell, he's our vice president of the group. Uh, he was the bishop's office reached out to him because they had been contacted by the National Catholic Bar Association um, because the national group their desires to have a local chapter in each diocese in the United States. So about three years ago, Ryan brought it to my attention. We talked about it. It kind of got put on the back burner. Um, and then just last fall, we picked up the conversation again. We got Father Eli involved. Uh, we got we needed six attorneys or canon lawyers, so we got enough guys together, filled out the documents, um, and got it going that way. So really it was an answer to a call from the bishop, uh, Bishop right. Kagan. It was his desire to get this group going. And so it took a little time, but we did answer the call, uh, and yeah. now we're off ground running and how many how many how many things go that way you know it's a beautiful principle that we plant seeds the bishop planted a seed and we sit back patiently and let the lord do his work and and you know by providence the right group of people here uh and that with with little effort i think i'd say if that's fair connor we've been we've been gathering Mm -hmm. and and gaining momentum it's been beautiful but yeah there was a there was a maturation of that little seed that was planted years ago I suspect the bishop's involvement kind of accelerated the project a little bit, but we're come. I'm, we're going to have to take a little bit of a break right now, and we will come back with more. We're talking with uh, Connor Canelli and Father Josh Eli about the Catholic Bar Association in Western North Dakota. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. 
We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, informative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to this segment of Real Presence Live. Uh, Your hosts today are myself, Jack Kennelly, and my wife, Doreen. We're talking with Connor Kennelly, who is an attorney in Bismarck, and Father Josh Eli, who is uh, at the Cathedral of uh, the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, who is also, uh, you're a canonist, are you not, Father? That's correct. Yeah, uh, least for almost six years now. Or we could maybe say canon lawyer, if you will. And uh, uh, I guess we were going to ask you after the break to talk about uh, your being the uh, chaplain of the group and, uh, you know, what, what benefits do you see in having a group uh, like this? Excellent. Great question. Uh, certainly it was an honor uh, to be included among uh, this esteemed group of, of now men and, and perhaps also in the future women um, to kind of provide that, I guess the way I would view it, that common uh, grounding in the Lord, right? So that you have these high-powered professionals, these extremely bright people that just a simpleton like me helps to keep things hopefully a little bit grounded. Um, and uh, and to be there as uh, the church official, you know, leading prayer, and and I would say that also with the eye to um, the human formation that the Lord certainly wants to do. And I think uh, Connor alluded to this. You know, one of the great benefits of this this group is, is in general, anytime we get Catholics together, right? Formation is to happen, is to happen, and so. 
when they're grounded uh, in, a, in a similar profession, then it takes place through that lens of how do we become, you know, better professionals, networking, as we've talked about. But ultimately, how do we challenge each other in Christ? And so I see my role in this as trying to keep uh, that perspective always in play, meeting the prayers, of course, but then ultimately uh, forcing the, the, the question. Are we getting together you know, to network and, and to hang out? Yes. Is there more? Absolutely. What is Jesus doing, since that is our principal role as, as pastors and priests, is to uh, see to the, uh, the work of, of the Holy Spirit in forming hearts. So that is my, my role, I think my challenge, too, is to keep uh, that lens you know, uh, as a part of this whole group, so that ultimately getting people together, which is always good, uh, in that formative environment, uh, they can continue to take place. So the deeper uh, movements of the Spirit and seeing how the Lord is challenging us uh, to grow in Him through you know, getting together with, with like-minded individuals, professionals, and to challenge one another. Uh, that would be um, what I you know, I'd think my role in this. The benefit to the group, uh, in addition to what has already been said, uh, from a, a canon lawyer perspective and also just from the perspective of a pastor, uh, in addition to that first good, which is you know, ongoing formation, formation of hearts you know, as the professionals, uh, is also that uh, we need these individuals like Connor and the other members of the group and any Catholic professionals uh, to be as grounded in Christ as they can be because, um, and to have one another because they're on the front lines. You know, it's, it's perhaps no coincidence uh, the fact that shortly after WOW, our group was being formed, you know, there was a uh, SB 2180, the Senate Bill 2180 mm-hmm. was, was placed on the floor here in Bismarck at the Capitol uh, to limit the ministerial exemption, right, and the ramifications of that. We need uh, these these groups, these people to be able to, professionals, to be able to get together. For when the Church is now looking to the legal profession and the legislators, uh, since it's out of our realm directly, uh, and when there are decisions being made that can have serious ramifications, and be able to have the network and the people in place to fight the fight for us um, in their realm, in, in their proper place, you know, so this limiting the ministerial exemption, as you all may recall, uh, would have had an impact what it were to pass on the seal of the confessional, something we hold dear. So since the Church is engaging the world, you know, we are in the world, not of it, we need those legal professionals uh, to be as grounded in Christ, to courageously carry out their vocation, because uh, there will be, and I think going forward, I think we all know this, there will be future challenges, as there have been many in the past, where we need to be uh, part of the same team. And I think a group like this is just one step in that direction of getting us, keeping us together, uh, so that uh, in engaging the world, uh, the Church can have, or Jesus can have his say, and that's you know, the, the legal professionals, the, the, the lawmakers, are the ones who need to bring Christ into that form. Uh, and thanks be to God, Senate Bill 2180 was um, withdrawn even before it went to vote. Um, and now we'll find other ways, of course, to, to uh, protect the vulnerable, but without violating certain religious freedoms. I, I uh, think... So, I, excuse me, Father. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just saying, in that area, we are... The group like this is valuable because apart from the, the, the formation that Jesus wants to do within the group, we need these group members to be able to go out and be Christ in the marketplace and in the forum and in the, the courtroom um, 
because especially in when times like this, it can be difficult. Uh, we need we need representation. Yeah, I think your comments are a good lead-in to uh, uh, two of the guests we have later on the show, Christopher Dodson from the North Dakota Catholic oh, Conference and uh, Luke Goodrich, who is a uh, senior counsel for the Beckett Fund, who uh, protects religious liberty. And so uh, I think those two guests are really going to uh, uh, emphasize, if you will, or uh, clarify to a great extent what you're saying about the importance of the legal profession and the church and religion in, in general, because uh, in our current culture, uh, religion is definitely under attack. And Dreen, you had something. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that, um, Father, as you were kind of explaining the role, it sounds to me like just a perfect practical application of the call um, to us through um, Vatican II. You know, the, um, it's the laity that has access kind of to the world, but your role is to prepare those to to and strengthen them as they go out and in, in their profession. Amen. Well said, Dream. Exactly. Well, what? Um, what and there's what? one other, if I may. There's one other uh, area that I that kind of stirred me in me recently with regard to this group. Um, you know, we do have already other pre-existing groups. Um, for example, out here in Bismarck, we have the Physicians Guild, the group of medical professionals where it is so important because you can realize it's easy to see that um, they get together for similar purposes. Um, and not so much necessarily to fight that fight out there, in, in the wrong, but to be the um, comfort, to bring comfort and healing, which is another side, obviously the ministry of Christ, uh, in addition to you know, overturning the tables in the temple and standing for what is just and good, which he did, challenging you know, the scribes and the Pharisees. Uh, there's that healing side. Um, so we have, you know, physicians, guild, nurses, doctors, medical professionals that um, gather in a similar way. This is a point, and I, I hope lawyers out there, anyone who's listening, takes this to heart. Um, the legal profession, from what I know of it, certainly in canon law, we usually get called in when people are having a bad day, right? Mm. We don't get calls when uh, somebody wins the lottery unless it's just to you know, divvy out the cash. That there is a ministry, I think, in the legal profession, canon and civil law, of ministering to the vulnerable, the wounded, the needy. That's when you call your lawyer, right? Is when uh, I'm in trouble, um, something's been harmed or damaged, or I'm in need. Uh, and to see that side of uh, the medical profession, or the, the legal profession, that Jesus, who is a healer, uh, wants you, uh, you know, the civil lawyers and us canon lawyers, um, he wants us to bring him to these people who are hurting in any way that we can. So we need to be grounded in him in order to bring about the healing ministry that was rampant throughout his three years on this earth and has continued every moment of every day since. So uh, that would be my challenge to, to all legal professionals is to you know, see themselves in that light, that Jesus not only the just judge, uh, but also the righteous and uh, healer, divine physician. I, I, I think in the legal world that has played out. People uh, that we are engaging are so vulnerable, so hurt. When I do annulment cases, no, it's wide open. There's a lot of hurt there, and how can we bring this mm -hmm. healing? So I, it was just another part. I think we're a group like this. If we can keep that focus, uh, then we'll do our job, and the Lord will do great works. Right. They restore and protect that human dignity. Very yeah. beautiful um, yeah, mission. 
Okay, well, do you want to talk about some of the events that you've got uh, or you hope to have uh, coming up in the future? And also, you might want to mention uh, to all the uh, men and women lawyers out there and canonists as well, uh, how to join, who to contact. Excellent. Sure. Um, so I can I'll take some of it. Uh, for events, we've already had one uh, event. It was a small event we had at dinner um, where we've um, there's an award that we came up with because we want to honor um, certain individuals who have shown excellence in faith and the law profession uh, in their time in the profession. And so we had a dinner sometime in January where we gave the St. Raymond Award, is what we call it. Named He's the patron of our group because he was both a canon and a civil lawyer. Uh, but we gave it to... Justice Vandewall on the North Dakota Supreme Court. We had a very nice dinner. It was a very lovely evening hosted by the bishop. We were all very grateful for that. Um, and so that's one event that we hope to keep going annually. Um, we've also got the Red Mass coming up in October on the 4th. Um, other events we've, we've talked about having perhaps like a movie night where we watch a movie uh, related to the law and discussion. Uh, a social event, perhaps around Christmas time, uh, things of that nature, uh, perhaps a retreat. Uh, am I missing anything, Father? So, so yeah, no, we just said, you know, the, the uniqueness of the Red Mass, we were talking at break. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I think there's a historical connection there about the British courts wearing red. Mm-hmm. Um, but we as Catholics understand you know, the far deeper significance of the Holy Spirit just imbuing um our, our legislators, our lawyers, with with truth, with with courage, uh, with charity, um, and so that's our culminating event. Is, is, as Connor said, is to bring everyone together in our Father's house. Okay, so um, we're we're we're, Holy Spirit. we're coming up on our time here. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. And uh, uh, I guess for uh, anyone who is interested in becoming a member of the Bar Association, they could contact either you, Father, or Connor as well. Am I correct on correct. that? You are. We also have an email address. Uh, it's 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 rather simple, although it's a little long. It's okay. Bismarck BismarckRedMass at gmail dot com. You can email that. Okay, great. I I I think we're out of time. Our, our Therese is looking at me like we've got to we've got to go on to our break and then. But uh, Father and Connor, thank you very much for. Uh, visiting with us today, and we hope to be hearing a lot more about the uh, the Bar Association out there and its success. Great, excellent. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Drive safely. Drive safely. Thank today. you. Thank you. We're not yeah. going to do any spinning out today. <laughs> okay. Father, could you give us a quick blessing? Oh, Absolutely. Sorry. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. With your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.